Hello, sports fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Pub Talk Rugby League. Can you boys believe that we have done over 60 episodes of this podcast? That's pretty incredible. Um, yeah, like getting past just the first 60 seconds of episode one, I thought was an achievement, but especially when, I remember when we did that first episode, I remember we all logged in to have a chat and I didn't actually know we were going to record a proper episode. He's going, all right, so you guys ready? What? No? What? We don't even have a structure. What are we doing? And we just like rambled on for about 30 minutes. It was quite funny. We figured it out. Don't worry. It's we, all right. We sort of worked uh, it out. And that's become the theme of what we're doing, rambling on every week. Yeah. Not making a lot of sense. Well, look, but with 60 I didn't even get episodes a chance to introduce you guys. <laughs> we're just figuring it out as we go. Smokes, Pretty how much. you going, mate? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, let Mad Monday begin. We're all there now. We, we, we all got there yep. within two weeks of each other, and it's fantastic. So, bottoms up, let's have a drink and celebrate the season that was. Oh, and there's also and pre- a couple more games to go to close out the, the rest of the season, but it's no relevance to us anymore. Yeah, yeah who no, cares no. about those, those games? Uh, yes, much the same. Uh, plenty of drinks were had on Friday night uh, after that performance. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> to, to, to forget that it happened. I've, oh, I've moved on. I've moved on. I think those games are actually easier than when it's a really close game and you lose in a finals game. Anyway. You know, you're sort on, of you you're resigned, resigned to the fact you're going to lose very early on and you can just sort of dwell in it during the game and you can sort of perk back up afterwards. But not to be, but it's yep. a good season anyway, all in all. Look, I, I, I compare it to like, um, yeah, like which which loss hurt more? The Broncos losing the 2015 grand final in Golden Point or the Broncos having 50 points put on them by Parramatta in a finals match. The, the Golden Point loss hurt more. Even though we were, it was such a better game, it was such a better performance from us, that hurt more. God, yeah, because like with the Parramatta, that Parramatta final a few years ago, I knew after 15 minutes we were toast. Oh, fair enough, I can just have a couple of drinks now and just, just relax. It's done. Yeah. But yep. you, it, all it is is you get to you get to have that annoy the annoying part of the the bit where you know your team's out of the finals, but you do that during the game. It's a perfect yeah. thing, and then you sort of, as I said, you've sort of you're done by the end of the game. You can move on, look, watch yeah, the grand final during the second half as well. It's good. Yeah, you can enjoy the rest <laughs> of the finals. It's sort of like a, a stress free end of the year to watch the rest of the games. You know, you've got a couple of games this weekend. It's quite stress yeah. stress free. Don't really care who wins. Happy days. Yeah, just let it, let them, let them rip and tear. Anyway, uh, we'll get into it. The second round of finals. Uh, only two games to talk about. Uh, Eels thrashing the Raiders and Sharks losing to uh, Rabbitohs. So I guess we'll start with game one. Uh, Principal, take us away. <laughs> what happened, mate? What went wrong? Oh, um, the Eels are just—they were just so good in that game. They um. They just left the Raiders behind pretty much from the first probably five minutes. And Raiders couldn't catch up. And I sort of, I, th- I sort of thought after, you know, winning against Melbourne the first week, it was always going to be hard for Raiders to get up. I think I mentioned that last week in the podcast as well, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the same thing happened a few years ago when they versed the Roosters. They put everything into winning that game and they're really flat the following week. Um, yeah. They were flat to start the game and, you know, they were, they were behind a couple of tries very quickly. And then they were sort of playing that catch up footy where it's really hard to, to get into your, your rhythm. You're sort of, you know, panicking a little bit and, um, they just couldn't, couldn't keep up with the eels. But yeah, the eels were, were pretty flawless. I thought for most of that game, they, they played really well. Their forwards, um, were immense. 
carrying them through the middle. And um, yep. Mitch, Mitch Moses bounced back pretty good from um, from that concussion. From nearly, being, nearly dying on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack Whiten tried to sort him out a few times towards the end, but... Uh, he definitely yeah. did go after him, didn't he? And, and look, to be fair, it was all pretty legal, what he was doing. It was just rough. It was all fair. It, I still think it's fair, but he just um, it got... Yeah. It was showing frustration in a legal way, I think. Um, Jack yep. White, who was just hammering people at the end, just obviously he knew the game was done. But, um, mm. yeah, the Eels were, were were very, very good in that game and they've obviously shaken off that, that curse they've sort of had for the last yes. little while with that second week of the finals and I think they were really primed for that game. Um, and I think they'll they'll probably account for the, the Cowboys this week. I think they they've got a good bit of momentum now and I think, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Cowboys um, go with that break this week up against the Eels with um, a really good yeah. win. Well, look, I mean, I, I and I tipped the Eels last week as well, and I think I said, like, I sort of touched on it a little bit too. I said, look, I think, like, I, I tend to think, like, the way the Eels go, like, a bit back and forth with their form, I thought they've probably got one, at least one more big performance in them. And I was the same. I was a little bit concerned for the Raiders in terms of, well, they put a lot into that storm going. I know they have a good record against Melbourne, especially down there, and they played great. But so I thought, geez, they... They had to put quite a bit into that game, and he just wondered if they were emotionally going to be able to get up for the challenge. And, and Parramatta came out of the block so fast, so early, that Campbell were never able to really really recover from it. The only try that Canberra scored was very much a, a, against the run of play. It was a good good try, no question about it, but it was totally against the run of play. And other than that, they never really looked like scoring. Every time they tried to go out wide, they were bundled into touch. Um, yeah, they, the Eels just had their measure. Um and look, they, you know, if they put that sort of performance in again this week, they'll be tough to beat. Yeah, I think it was just really noticeable the offloads in this game. Just it was it really threw off the um, the Raiders' defense, in the, especially early in the game. They they basically it went through the yet. it through it, they went through the middle for the first couple of tackles, and they were offloading at will. They were um, I think the, I don't even know what the offloads were by the end of the game, but they were huge. It, the the difference between the teams was massive in terms of offloads. Mm. And um, they did that yep. basically from the first set of six to the, the end of the game. So they were they were really throwing the ball around, and you know, it, you could see the impact. Tarpanay and Papali they they just didn't have the impact this week. Yeah, well they they took them out of the game because yeah they they took them out of the game because because they controlled possession so well they they had so much of that possession and they were moving the ball around with the offloads and all that and wearing them out. It just took them out of the game, so they couldn't have the impact they normally would. So it was it was a good good game plan that worked, moved them around, and, and the very yeah. little ball camp yeah. they had, they didn't have a lot of energy to, to offer much. No, it really brought Dil- Dylan Brown into the game as well. He he tore up Raiders on that edge, and yeah, um and yeah, that just Both that. The did. Yeah, they did actually. So it's um, but anyway, it's I think all in all, it's a good season. As I said, for the Raiders, they weren't expected to get that far. And um, I think it's it's actually I'm really interested to see how they bounce back next year. They should be able to take some of what they had sort of worked towards at the end of the year. Hopefully, they can apply that next year and and um, really make it you know a bit more of a dent in the top eight next year potentially. They could do. They could do if they stay injury free. Then who knows? Uh, all right, Sharks lost to the Rabbitohs. I didn't get a chance to watch this one either, <clears throat> um, but it seemed like an entertaining game over at Allianz Stadium. Yep, um, South, 
I and I, I actually messaged you guys. Um, I think it was just before South scored to make it twelve nil. I sent a message saying I have a feeling South are going to belt them just because they scored a try early. Then the Sharks had quite a bit of ball. They never really looked like scoring against South. And once South withstood that, then after all that, they were still making loads of meters. But uh, they get one here. Cronulla are screwed, and that's sort of how it went. And I know the Sharks had a couple of tries in the in the second half, and one of them was an intercept, which I thought was actually initially a knock on, but they were lucky to get away with it. Um, but yeah, no, and, and the other thing too that um, that really shows how well South can go and everything clicks. I think their completion rate was only at about sixty eight percent, and they still they still racked up thirty eight points. I mean, what, yeah. what if they completed? What if they completed eighty percent? That was um that was a big thing from that game. They were they were pretty poor handling the ball, controlling the ball, and um they still they still managed to smash them. So they won't get away with that this week. They'll get no, no, that was, they'll get that found was, out if they've got completion rates like that this week um, no, against they, Penrith. They but yeah, the, yeah, 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 they need to improve that. They were just you know they still just had too much. For Penrith, and obviously the question was for this game: Can they bounce back um, after last week's brutal um, game against the Roosters? Uh, and they they sort of they're flying at the moment, so they shapes up as a good wrong. game this week. But also, just a quick mention to the great Mark Nichols got the first try. Oh, I love him. The I legend. Oh, just when I saw the him, goat. Just, it was glorious. He got over the line. I thought, you know, he is the goat. I loved it. You know what? Like. um had a couple of little um, anytime try scorer bets. I foolishly put um, five dollars on the other starting prop. Uh, what's his name? Tavita Tatoa, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, of course, you know, uh, it was it was Mark Nichols. I should have known better. Obviously, I should have gone for Mark. But tell you what, Tatoa had a great game though. Geez, they're um, a bit of unsung heroes. Those two starting props for South yeah. Sydney, but geez, they they get through some work there. They're no frills and. And then you got like, and, and again, a bit like the week before, um, Latrell Mitchell's stats. You look at his pure stats; they don't look that good. He made he had like again like last week, only about five or six runs for about fifty or sixty meters. But it's what he does; it's his impact when he chooses to get involved. I mean, he was heavily involved with that um, Lachlanilius try early in the second half when when Cronulla thought they were going to stage a bit of a comeback. Um, he just has that that way of just. Um, Adding his presence when it's needed. I think he came up with a couple of grubber kicks to get restart, set restarts. Um, yeah, and then you got Cody Cody Walker who's starting to come into form. Uh, he scored a good little try there as well. And yeah, they look. I always thought out of these two teams, if one of them had a chance against Penrith, it was Souths, and and that game proved it um, with with um, the fact that they didn't even complete at seventy percent. They still won easily. Um, and I think they could have, if they really... I reckon they only at about 70%, like, like in terms of, the, of how good they can actually play. And they did it pretty easy. So if they can get anywhere near their best, they, they'll give Penrith a run. That brings it to the end for the Sharks and for the Raiders for this year. But I think uh, definitely, uh, you know, for the Raiders, no one ex- you're right, no one expects them to get, you know, this high up in the ladder or this high up in the in the finals. Oh, I did. And the Sharks... Just, just, just sorry. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Okay. Right from the start of the and season, the Sharks... I had them up there. Come on. So they underachieved the in Sharks. my eyes then. They should have gone another couple of weeks further. They've been underachieving in my eyes for ever since I was <laughs> supported. years. I've always had them at the start, top, top of the ladder. <laughs> Yes. All right. You know, until I get that premiership, I'll still I'm gonna always be dis- disappointed. Yeah. 
Uh, well, in the rate, in the old, uh, what do you call it, tipping, Smokes and I got two out of two, Phantom got one out of two, and Principal got a duck egg. Yeah. That's okay. It's only two, two games. That's it. So that's fine. And then moving on to uh, some news headlines, uh, we can talk about the, the, the draw for round three of the finals, I guess. There's the yeah. Cowboys playing the Eels yep. uh, on Friday. And then the Penrith Panthers playing the Rabbitohs on Saturday. Three of the top four teams are there. Yeah. 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 Three of the I mean, top Rabideaus, four teams made it through to the final round. It's just the Rabbitohs who sort of um, took the Sharks out to mess that up a little bit. But uh, look, there's some really compelling matchups here. Um, you get the Cowboys in Townsville. Uh, they, that, that's such a huge, huge benefit for them playing in Townsville. They've had the week off as well. So I'm pretty sure that they're at full strength. I can't think of any guys that are out injured for them. I'm pretty sure they're they're good to go. Um, they've got so much strike power. Scott Drinkwater, Val Holmes, um, you know, pretty handy wingers as well. Both Origin class wingers. The halves have been great this year. Townsend has just given them so much good direction and and that very unsung forwards for the most part. I mean, you've got Ruben Cotter who's just been a sensation and. And Tal Malolo here's been hitting some really good form the last couple of weeks. You get the danger of the hammer off the bench. Uh, and then Parramatta, they'll, they'll be on a high too. Like they'll, they'll back themselves against the, the Cowboys, um, you know, after putting a big score on, on Canberra. So, uh, and look, they'll be thinking of this as an opportunity to get through to potentially take on Penrith for a bit of revenge for round one. So... And I guess a lot of people are talking about it might be like the closing of Parramatta's window because they've got some guys leaving the club at the end of the year. So, you know, it's the first time they made a preliminary final in over 10 years. So they're, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be really, you know, you'd like to think they'll be ready to go and put their best foot forward. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. I think it, it's, it's going to be a super game. Yeah, I think I think all the games this week are going to be pretty close. This is... Um, yep. This is uh, probably a lot closer than what the bookies are saying as well on this one, but yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the the Eels just with that run on, they've had the two wins, they've got the the Raiders last week really easily, so they gave them a bit of confidence. I think that's going to help them, but you know, with the humidity up there and the temperature, I think it was going to be 26, 27 degrees plus seventy percent humidity. Yeah. So and that's a big it's, that's going to take its toll at the end of the game, in and the, the plate. Uh, yeah, no, they played each other in Darwin early in the year in obviously pretty warm conditions and the Cowboys gave them a thumping. Yeah. So the warm conditions aren't going to worry the Cowboys and that that could play a part. Um, the other thing too, as I said, I mean, I know Parramatta probably had a, not the toughest final last week, but the fact is they still had to play, uh, whereas the Cowboys didn't. So just, it, it'll ultimately, look, I think it ultimately comes down to how well the Cowboys managed the week off. How well they manage that. If they manage that well and their coach keeps their heads on their shoulders, there's no reason they, they don't use that home crown advantage and get through to the grand final. But, you know, they're probably, compared to Parramatta, they're probably a little bit more inexperienced. So that's that's something that that, Param, that may play into Parramatta's hands. I think it's a, it promises to be a fascinating game. Yeah, and then uh, Panthers and Rabbitohs on oh, Saturday. I love it that these two are up Latrell Mitchell, you got your, you know, uh, everyone else is in the team. Walker <laughs> and, and, and Luai, man. This, I lo- you know what I love about this is that you look at the last few years. So 2020, um, Penrith beat South by, I think, two or four points to get through to the grand final. Last year, 
They beat the Rabbitohs by two points to win the grand final, and now they meet each other again in another preliminary final. So they, they, they seem to meet each other in these huge games all the time. Uh, but this is the first time in those massive games that a particular superstar for the Rabbitohs, the Troll Mitchell, will actually be playing. Because in 2020, he was out injured. 2021, he was suspended. This time, he's there. Is, is that enough to get Sias across the line? You just don't know. Like he's he's the kind of guy who could pull a ten out of ten performance out and and stop them. You just he's got that sort of X factor about him. Yeah, especially in a game like this as well against Panthers, he's coming up against you know well, arguably most of the better better players. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good stud as well. So it's um it's sort of prime for him to you know last week he sort of did what he needed to do. Um, but you, you can to expect it. Great bits, but yeah, played within himself. Exactly. These are the sort of games where he'll sort of get up and and do that extra. You know that that that's something special that could really break open the game, and then that's yeah. that's where Souths are going to win at. It's obviously going to be through him or Cody Walker having a blinder of a game because you know Penrith. Yeah. If they play well, and you know they both, you know, if Penrith get ahead like they usually do, they, they're going to be hard to run down. So mm. Souths are going to have to do something pretty special to get get in front of them or make it a really close game and they can probably disrupt that Penrith sort of thing because, you know, Penrith are very good front runners. Once they they get there, they're going to be really hard to to chase. Especially with the week off. Like, because they've had the week off, if they get an early 10 or 12-point lead, I can't see South wheeling them in. But South keep it close early or if they happen to break away to a 10 or 12-point lead... Man, that's gonna that, that's gonna make it a hell of a hell of a contest. Then. And you look at the lineups too. Like there is some really cool matchups. I mean, you got obviously Latrell in, in career best form. I reckon you could say the same as uh, for Dylan Edwards for Penrith. He's been probably close to their best player this year. You got Nathan Cleary in the halves and, and Cody Walker for Souths. Uh, and the two lock forwards, um, Isaiah Yarp against Cameron Murray. They're, they're probably you know they'd be two of the best maybe. They'd be in the top two or three locks, those two. You'd make you'd maybe throw like a guy like Pat Carrigan into that mix, maybe as well, based on what he did in Origin. Um, but they're right up there, those two. Into like that's going to be. I'm really looking forward to this game too. I think it will be an absolute ripper. Yeah, well, only a few days to go, so Bring it on. <laughs> we'll leave Bring it there. It on. We'll move on to the Saturday night some news headlines. Couple of bevies, watching bashing. Yeah, yeah, should be good. All right, uh, moving on. Huss in huge Broncos black flip as Enforcer makes World Cup call. He he won. Look, he won our um, our um, player uh, our player of the year award at the Broncos Awards night a couple of nights ago. For the, it's the fourth time in a row that he's won it. Look, I I think Huss had a pretty good year. I don't think he was the Broncos' best player this year. Um, the only the only reason I can think that he probably won it. Is because the other couple of the couple of guys who I thought should have won ahead of him didn't play as many games this year because they like Reynolds missed a few games through injury and COVID, and Pat Barrigan missed those games through suspension and a couple early in the year through injury. I actually think those two are like on average were better than him, but Huss played more games. So that's probably why he won it. But he's just talking about how he said, "Look, I don't want to leave the club. I want to stay." So I think he's trying to put to bed all those rumors and. and He's trying to say, look, I'm happy here. Look, his family's all in Brisbane. I don't think he necessarily wants to leave. He just wants to try and get as many dollars as possible. And look, I really hope it is sorted out because that that probably proved to be a bit of a distraction too. In hindsight, all that talk about, oh, he wants a release. Is he going to get this extra money or is he going to... 
you know, take his ball and, and go. But, uh, you know, if they sort it out. And, and look, what I do like as well in terms of, and I think this is a bit of a, a way of him suggesting, no, I am committed to the Broncos, is he had shoulder injuries, obviously, throughout the year. So he's obviously said to Mal, look, I, I need to get my body right for next year and I need to be there for my family because his family's going through some issues at the moment. So he won't be playing in the World Cup, which is a real blow to Australia, but it's a it's a big plus for the Broncos. So we'll see. Yeah, that that directive just came from Nick Politis. He's saying, "Don't don't bust your shoulder before you join the Roosters." I reckon he's still. <laughs> I reckon he's still. Um, no, I I reckon he's going to come up again and again. He's hey, all, he, look, he wants money. Yeah. He'd be better off. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens, but. Just wait to tarp and he gets paid a million dollars from the Raiders and Hassel poke his head up again. He'll be like, where's my... Uh, <laughs> He'll be yeah. like, you told me there was no million dollar props. Um, yeah. But yep. we'll see. Camera will we'll see for us, won't they? It'll be... Um, <laughs> I just feel like this is just going to keep going on and on. How, how long is he contract for? A couple more years? Yeah. He's still there for two more years. Um, wouldn't it be ironic if... The Raiders do offer Tarpany a, a million dollars a year, thus forcing Huss to say, screw this, I want out, and then he goes to the Roosters. So, <laughs> indirectly, Phantom and Principal's teams could cost us one of the best props in the game <laughs> if, if they if they happen to, to do yeah. this. So, we'll see, we'll see. But, uh, now nah, look, look I, look, I think you're def- he's definitely at the Broncos next year. I don't see him leaving next year. Um, yeah. And we'll just yeah. see what happens after that. Yeah, just you know, as a supporter, you always just hope that you just don't have this repeated. It's happened at Raiders so many times where you just get this repeat every year. It sort of comes back up again, yeah. and it's really yeah, frustrating because it does. These things do distract them. Like it's not going to derail yeah. the whole season, but definitely derails that portion of the season where it, 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 where it this comes out. So we'll see. We'll wait and see. All right. Uh, moving on. Ivan Cleary has batted away suggestions that the Panthers are illegally loitering in front of a halfback. Uh, describing it as Groundhog Day. Yeah, well, they, they spoke about, uh, Wayne Bennett brought this up just before, uh, just before the round one finals match between these two teams last year. Remember how he said that they're always, uh, putting blockers in place to protect Cleary's kicking game. And, and because of that, um, they actually earned a couple of penalties during the game. So this is obviously very clever maneuvering by South. I mean, hey, it's a preliminary final. Any edge we can get to nullify Cleary's kicking game, maybe get some penalties out of it. Why not? All's fair in love, war, and NRL premierships, right? That's it. It's um, worked last year. They're going to just see if it works again. But that's pretty much half the, half what the finals are, really, isn't it? Coaches putting exactly. little things out in the media, trying to do it their own way. I mean, Ricky does it with his underdog tag. Yep. He's, no one expects us to win, blah, blah, blah. It's all all part of the, the fun and games that they... They do in the, the lead-up to games. His team clearly didn't think that they were going to win either based on that performance. Ooh, shots fired. Sorry. <laughs> he, he, was, um, he was a little bit too convinced in his argument. He convinced the team. <laughs> he convinced the players too. We yeah. can't win this game. Ricky said so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Buying back the farm. The Tigers' ambitious plans to bring back Moses Brooks in the halves. What do you reckon, Principal? Mitchell Moses and who's the other guy? I reckon if Parramatta won, if Parramatta won the the premiership this year, he would go back to the Tigers. They give him money. He's won a premiership. He's not going to win a premiership at the Tigers, so he's not going to go there while they're competitive. Um, mm. But you could, if someone's going to, you know, Eels are not going to be able to offer him over a million dollars. 
right? So, like, Tiger's going to give him serious coin over what he's already getting. If yeah, he, quite frankly, he's not worth a million dollars. I'm sorry, he's not. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he, he's a he's a very good halfback, but he's not a million dollar halfback. He has a championship. He, he is to the Tigers. He is to the Tigers. Oh yeah, they would Ty, have to Ty, offer him over that. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I mean. So Eels are never going to offer him anywhere near that. But nah, if he can get the money, yeah, exactly. say on a long term contract, if you're getting yeah. if you're getting massive money, I can't see him doing it without winning a premiership because yeah. he's going to be so far from the, yeah. they'll improve, but. They're not going to be anywhere near a premiership anytime soon. So, I think they, they'd you know, I think be getting Munster then on that basis because he's won his premierships. He's won exactly right. Yeah, he's won the um, premierships. He's got it. But yeah, you could see if maybe he won this better. year, won won at the Eels this year. You could see him potentially. I mean, he's still contracted Possibly, for next yeah. year. But yeah. you know, other otherwise, other than that, there's no no way you'd go. With Tedesco, I mean, I know Tedesco's won a couple of premierships, so some might argue, oh, he could just chase the money out too, but he's getting paid pretty well at the Roosters. Let's be fair, Ethan. And, and and I don't see him leaving the Roosters because he's their captain. I think he loves it there. I actually think he genuinely loves being at that club, so I can't see him leaving the Roosters. No, Tedesco, for, being at the that, club. That's his club. That's his yeah. club. When people think about his career now, they're not going to really remember his West no. Tigers days. They'll say, oh, uh, James Tedesco, yeah, he was a rooster. They're going to remember the backflip. There'll be some people who'll be shocked, like, uh, you know, 10 years from now, and they say, you know, he started at the Tigers. Did he? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, he did too, didn't he? Like, <laughs> that, that'll be the sort of yeah. thought process people go through. They won't remember him. Whereas... Moses is a bit different. Um, but, yeah, he'd never do that. But... Well, he started at the Tigers. He was there for longer. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he's also pretty good mates with um, Luke Brooks. So it would be, um, yeah. I'd love, I'd actually love to see it. You know, give the get the Tigers sort of band back together, that, the halves band at least. And um, that's it. But anyway, it's, I think it's all dreams. I think they're going to struggle to sign even anyone. They can throw the <clears throat> the, the bank at um, Munster. I still think it's going to be hard. I uh, yeah, I I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> the team that always has dramas following him, it seems. Uh, DCE slammed over bombshell admission. He considered walking out on the Sea Eagles over 2022's messes. Uh, everything from the pride jersey and the seven yeah. straight losses that they suffered. I think this is a little bit of a beat up. I don't think it's actually that big a deal. I mean, like, he was being interviewed, asked a bunch of questions, and oh, you know, you know, people have been casting doubt out of the club, blah, blah, blah. And some, one of the reporters up and asked a question, oh, with all this, all this drama going, whatever, did you ever, consider trying to leave Manly. And look, he just said, oh, look, he said, I'd be lying if I said the thought never crossed my mind. Well, look, I don't think that means that he was, like, genuinely, seriously considering leaving Manly. I mean, I'm sure there's guys who, like, there's, there'd be guys who are really happy at their clubs, and then they'll hear a rumour about, oh, you know, like, Mitchell Moses, he's obviously really happy at Parramatta. All of a sudden, there's rumours that, oh, the Tigers want to offer him over a million dollars a year. You can't tell me for at least a, sp- a couple of split seconds, he's not going to think... Jeez, what would it be like if I went back to the Tigers? You know, if I took that money and went back home. Like, like it doesn't mean they're seriously considering, but of course the thought's going to cross their mind. So I think this is a bit of a, a beat-up. I don't think there's much to it. I, I don't think Cherry Evans would seriously leave Manly. I think he's there for the long haul, unless unless the club decide they don't want him anymore. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's the captain, right? So, like, he should really be fighting the good fight yeah, for exactly. him. Like, yeah, Sorry, and he is well-paid. Nah, it's really well-paid. Continue. Uh, and then I think our last story here. Uh, defecting star exploits loophole as 
Meninga faces brutal kangaroos reality. Come on, Principal. Give us your thoughts. All these, all these, all these turncoats. Oh. oh yeah, I can play Origin, but but oh, I'm not going to play for Australia. Come on. This is uh, this is actually where uh, Smokes and I we agree 100. percent I'm pretty sure on this. This is um, I think this is so frustrating. Some of these players and the the way they um, are treating the Australian jersey and then how they treat Origin. It's um, we've mentioned it before a hundred times. Like I, I think they really need they they need to fix this eligibility thing. They need to. Tonga, uh, if you look at Samoa now, their team is probably better than England. The English it's team stacked. by far. It's stacked. Um, you're looking; they're probably equally as good as the the New Zealand team. Um, if these players want to play for there, that they, they bring them up into a t- top tier nation. But yeah, take away that um, the state of origin. It's just. If you look at the the players in the the Samoan team and the Tongan team, they're pretty much mostly mostly Origin players are in there. So you got you you got such a huge proportion of the people that played Origin playing those in those teams. It's um it's just ridiculous. The the Origin has always been like what we've always said should be for Australia, and you know you got people yeah. just getting their payday for Origin, and then you know the spectacle increasing their sort of stature in the game, and then they're just um. Who cares about Australia? And you would have thought that someone like Suwali is a really good chance of getting that uh, an Australian jersey. And, um, yeah, he just turned his yeah. back on it. So, yeah, for me, well, I, I feel like if, if that's the case, then they, they should be done for Australia now. It's just, you know, they've chosen who they want to, to play with and it should be – I know that they can come back because, you know, World, World Cup year they can do this. But, um, yeah, generally I think, you know, they make the decision they have to stick with it. And I think that's that's well, what I, should be. I think there's I think there's two pretty easy fixes to it because yeah I, I I don't like this whole ah oh, you know I'm declaring my allegiance for Samoa and Tonga even though I played Origin earlier in the year I was in the Origin squads earlier in the year because I was happy to go there because they pay fifteen thousand dollars a game if you make the 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 final seventeen. I think there's two easy fixes. One is and pretty simple, um, upgrade Samoa and Tonga to Tier One nations. There's the first thing, because then it's a case of you pick Samara or Tonga or you pick Australia, and you don't get to play Origin unless you pick Australia. That, that, that's one easy fix. The other, the other easy fix, when they have this anomaly of, oh, it's a World Cup year, so we want it to be as um, competitive as possible, it's very simple. Make sure that the Tier 1 nations select their squads first. Once they have selected their squads... If you did not get selected in those Tier 1 squads, you can then go and play for the tier, one of the Tier 2 nations. How? Because, like, the fact you've got all these guys, like, you know, Brian To'o and Jerome Luai from Penrith, they both came out, I think one of them came out before the Origin Series was finished, and the other one came out just afterwards saying, we're declaring our allegiances for Samoa. Well, at that stage, they were both very strong chances of being picked for Australia. So why not just make it okay? You cannot declare those. If you're going to play Origin, you have to wait until the Tier 1 nations have selected their squads. Once they've done that, you can then go play for a Tier 2 nation. That, that's how it should be, I think. Because, like, there's about seven or eight guys who are, like, in... Well, I think they... they on NRL 360 last night, I think they listed, like, a, a, a 17-man Samoan team. I think there were six guys in that team who played Origin this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like Josh Papali is another one. He's declared yeah. his allegiance for Samoa. 
But he played three games for Queensland. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's I, um, I just, I, it's so, so murky. And I know they want to try and make you know the World Cup as prestigious as possible, but they've got to get that shit right because Queensland and New South Wales used to be the genuine selection trial for Australia. Now it's just a you know, oh, just yeah, play that, make your money. Now it's just an event on a Wednesday, on <laughs> Sunday. It's it's TV yeah. TV. It's all about money, but TV origins um, But yeah, yeah. I d- honestly, I think the only way to do it is to, to upgrade them as T two na- T one nations, like you said. Yeah, and they and, should be, and then yeah. because and they, they should, have they half can... half the players are Polynesian yeah. in but, the competition. And then do at the end of each season a, a proper Pacific um, test series where you know mm. every year the the people that choose Samoa so. Say Suali'i or whatever his name is. Um, so I'm yeah. trying to get the pronunciation right. The rooster's grub. The yeah, the rooster's grub. grub. Yeah, well, he's less of a grub. He's probably one of the least grubbiest players in their team, but still grub. Uh, um, I digress. Oh, yeah. the, but that, that, it gives that them the opportunity. Yeah, they um, they get the opportunity every year that they know they're going to play for that that team. So they get their pay because you know the the tier one teams get paid significantly more than what they're going to get yeah. paid at the World Cup at the moment. So yeah. they get. Games that they know they get to represent their thing, so then they can actually make that proper decision. Like, because at the moment you yeah. you upgrade them to tier one now. When are they going to play for small? Maybe once, yeah. once you know, once a year at the most, yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, and you can do, so, yeah, you're right. You can do like a Pacific note. You can have like yeah. Samoa, Tonga, um, Fiji, Papua New Guinea in their yeah. own like f- uh, their own four nation Pacific yeah. Yeah. competition, and, or and you that, put Australia in there as well. On, just well do, yeah, you can just, chuck well, Maybe once, like maybe once every, you know, they could alternate. Like you'd have, you'd have you'd Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, Papua New Guinea, and then one year to be Australia. Maybe the next year to be New Zealand. The following yep. year to be England. So you rotate. So you've got that tier one playing against them each year, yep. and that's going to spur on Fiji and PNG to yep. to want to build up their ranks. To go, well, we need to get up to their level too. So it's going to improve them. Oh, you, look. I remember back when I first started watching for the, the early nineties. New Zealand were kind of like these tier two. They were a tier one nation, but they were kind of like the tier twos. They they were they would struggle yeah. to keep pace, but they kept on playing. They kept on putting them in matches. They put the Warriors into the competition, and they became stronger to the point where they are the favourites to win this year's World Cup. Yeah, yeah. but can you imagine rugby union looking at a the NRL like rugby league having a proper international game? They'd be absolutely yeah. pissing themselves. Like they would be looking at that, going, you know, at the moment NRL is very much an Australian game, an English game, but it's still not their their main sport. But getting that as a proper international sport with with some credibility, rather than just basically two yeah. teams can win and at any one time. New Zealand, Australia, you know, England are they're about, but they're never really going to cause too many issues. Um, imagine having some, you know, three, four, five, six teams that could actually. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, we're nearly at that point now. That's yeah. the thing because, like, you've got Sorry. obviously Australia, New Zealand, and England are the three tier one nations. Look, when I saw that seventeen man proposed Samoan team last night on three six, I was like, "That is a bloody good team." Yeah, like that. They're going to be hard, and I think they play England in the first round of the World Cup. And I thought they are an honest to god chance of knocking England off. Yeah, because they're a, and and Tonga are considered even stronger than Samoa. That's a huge. Like they're, they're going to be. It's going to be a good World Cup. That'll be good. All right. Well, let's get uh, on to some beer bets for this week. I think. All right. Who's got a beer bet for me? 
Uh, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go both outsiders win this week. So, South and Ooh. Eels. South and Eels grand final. Wow. You know, it's, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely taking that because I think it's going to be the other way around. But, uh, <laughs> How many I, will, I will take that bet. How many beers? Or oh, we're going to save at least a few for the grand final. Yeah, I'll chuck on four what, this week. Why don't we make so four beers? Four because four I'm, I'm running very low. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet more. I'll bet more for mine, but I just got to yeah. look here. I just like, oh, let's have a look. Let's have a. All right, all right. Here's my bet. Here's my bet. We're looking at the draw. We're going to go to the Cowboys Eels game, and we're going to say that the hammer off the bench will score a try into the Cowboys winning one to twelve. No, just Cowboys winning. That's too. That's too generous. <laughs> hammer, hammer scoring. Hammer scoring and Cowboys winning. For uh, no, I'll do ten beers. Let's go. Let's be generous. Ten. Okay. Well, I think the Phantom and I will both take that one. So yeah, um, for the ten minutes game time, he's probably going to get. Uh, he's going to have to score a try pretty quick, I think. But anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm he, I mean, coming in and doing it late. He is. He is very quick. So you know, he might be able to score he's a try shit. quick, but. Um, Yes. I just keep thinking about the try he scored against them in Darwin, where he he looked like he was jogging and no one could get a hand yeah. on him. Like God, this guy is quick. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to bet for Phantom? We can kind of just like cut loose here, can't we? Oh, okay. Be an eight beer bet for him. Yeah, eight reckon? beers for him. Uh, we're going to go. Well, well, he he thinks that Souths and Parramatta are going to win too. We so <laughs> can't do that. You've already done that. Yeah. Uh, what about what about what about Souths thirteen plus? That's really going to eat him up to that. <laughs> oh, that's glorious. Yep, South Sydney plus because he's going to be really, it's going to just dig it in that, that betting on yep. South to win by a lot. And I am taking that bet. Yep, I hope both he's take... right. I'd love to see South stump him, but I just, I don't think they will. Yeah, I'll take that one as well. All right. Uh, that brings us, uh, okay, well, that's, yes, that's good. Uh, well, you can find these podcasts and all of our other rantings and memes and that on our Facebook page, Pub Talk Rugby League Podcast uh, Facebook page. Uh, and then we're at the end of it, boys. Uh, in fact, I, I, I for... love the meme that was posted by one of us, me, um, a few days ago. I think you would love it too, Principal. Um, you know, Jared Wahira Hargraves um, watching... The weekend's games. It was a good meme that one. I thought. Well, watching it very intently, I, I did. Was, I did see yeah, that. He was really intense about it, wasn't he? He's was like, he looked like he was. He's such an intense character. He needs to relax. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, multitasking. He, does. he needs to just um, take a chill. He needs to take a chill pill. Bit of a chill pill. Relax. Finals round of football. Round three of footy finals. Cowboys and Eels. Smokes. Who are you tipping? Uh, the Cowboys to defy some odds. Um, they're back to finish. In the bottom four, and they will qualify for their first grand final in five years. I was just there. Uh, Principal, who are you tipping? No, yeah, I'm tipping Ashley Klein to win the game and ruin the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, he's actually uh, he's refing the Penrith game. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Game. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's he's due for a bad one. Um, I'll go Eels Cowboys going Eels. The mighty eels. Them, I'm supporting phantoms. them for the rest of the year. 
Jumping on the Eagles bandwagon. Uh, letter. I'm going can- Cowboys. And then in the Panthers, Rabbitohs. Uh, Principal, who are you tipping? Ooh, Rabbitohs. The trousers, trousers. Uh, look, I will begrudgingly tip Penrith, but I do give South a genuine chance here. Especially if like Latrell and Cody have like nine or ten out of ten performances, they they can get them. But I'll, I'll stick the safe bet and go Penrith. Anyway, that brings us to the end. Uh, thank you, and see you next week. Goodbye. Right. See ya. Go the heels. Go the cows, cowboys. Yeah, a lot less swear. I don't think we saw. I don't that. think there was any. I don't think we had any today. <laughs> we, 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 so I guess we know who the bad influence is, then, don't oh, we? Oh yes, I've I've known that for a long time now. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but it's, little, it's fine. I love your little disclaimer at the start of the last episode. I had to, mate. I had to. I'm it's like, like no, nah, I'm not spending four hours editing this. It makes it a very different process when you don't have to bleep out every swear word. You just let it list. You just listen. Make sure nobody makes any references to uh, certain characters from World War Two and to, you know, yeah, to certain dictators <laughs> who may or there's, may not be obvious. There's, there's been a lot yeah, less. Yeah. They, yeah. There's been yes, yeah, there's been a lot lack less of historical, um, historical chat. Um, this references. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, lots uh, smoother. I'm sure lots smoother. Be back next week when the uh, Phantom makes his return. <laughs>